Ivy Kern will now read our scripture readings. Good morning, St. Paul's. The scripture this morning is from Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She sets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets up her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ivy. Um, It is my pleasure this morning um, to introduce um, a special person who will be delivering our message today. Her name is Donna Malloy. And just to give you a little bit of information about Donna, Donna is a representative for Turning Point USA Faith, a nonprofit grassroots organization that is building a coalition of liberty within the faith community by standing up for biblical truth and constitutional freedom. Through her work, Donna has mentored students and young leaders, planned events, led courses, and developed a cross-faith network. She provides resources to pastors and churches who are looking to educate their congregation on cultural issues facing the church and establish civic ministries as a voice for the church to enter back into the public square. In her personal time, she loves to read history, is a budding social media influencer, whatever that means, (laughs) and loves her very spoiled chihuahua. 
She grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and graduated from Millersville University with a degree in history and political affairs. And Donna this morning will be speaking about a biblical woman. When I say a budding social media person is follow me on Instagram, you'll see a lot of stuff. (laughs) But thank you. Um, It's a true honor to be leading you today on Mother's Day. And what a great way to honor women through this by, you know, giving us a chance to lead in the church. Um, You know, I thank Peter and Mary uh, for inviting me out. Um, Just a little more, I guess, about my story. Um, I grew up non-denominational evangelical. I was saved when in 2008 when I was 13. Um, it was at the Harvest Crusade, if you've ever heard of that. Um, and, you know, I've been living my life for Christ. I would say I publicly uh, declared my, um, you know, Jesus as my Lord and Savior in 2008. But, you know, my family has always been uh, strong in our faith, and I thank my mom and my dad. My mom's right there. So <laughs> thank you for coming out today and, and listening to me. Um, uh, when I was kind of researching and, and what I was going to speak about, you know, I kind of wanted to keep it on theme with Mother's Day and what better to go with Mother's Day than women. Um, so I came up with the theme of the biblical woman. Um, and through this, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of references that we can take away, um, through God's word, uh, about women and, and their character, um, a lot of the time, churches will focus on, you know, the married woman or, uh, you know, um, uh, just, you know, how how does a couple go about this? And, and that's the reference that people like to use. I am a single woman, so I don't know that yet. <laughs> um, so I kind of based my message today off of, you know, what is just the character of a woman, right? Let's put aside... Um, you know, the, the steps that a woman can take through life. And let's just reference back to that. And I think it, actually this was written before, um, things were happening in the news and everything, but I think it's even more prominent now as why, what we talk about when, when we're speaking about a woman, um, you know, and it's, it's nothing that the culture will say. It's nothing that the church should say. Um, you know, this is clear, just reference from God and God's word alone. Um, and you will find that, you know, when he's describing a woman, it's it's powerful. She's brave. She's, you know, she's humble in, in herself. Um, and, you know, that's what I hope to be. <laughs> um, so there's, and just as a reference point, I'm a history major, so I have to reference back. I like doing that. There's two different types of ways that um, a woman has been viewed uh, through main culture um, this is going back when the church was really the main culture. They were setting up the ideas for us. Um, and I would say pre-Victorian, you know, pre-industrial age, when, when a preacher would be preaching kind of, you know, on the characteristics, you would find that they would say that women were the first sinners, that we, you know, were tempters, we, we need to be controlled by our husbands, um, and that's the best way for us to exist in the world. And then we go into the Victorian era, and it kind of shifts. And it's funny the reason it shifts, because preachers found that their congregations were mostly women. Um, 
Yeah. So imagine, you know, you're standing up here and you're talking about what is a good woman and, and you're telling your entire congregation, you guys are terrible. You're sinners. And that's true. You are sinners. But that you do no right. You are tempters and you need to be controlled by a man. And, you know, preachers are like, mm, maybe that's not the best way to keep our congregation coming back. So it changed. It became uh, women are almost too virtuous. We're so pure that we can't go out into the world because the world is full of sin. And, um, you know, it, it, that went on for a little bit. Now we're in 2022 and, you know, it between people, you know, we have a lot of different opinions about these things, depending on who you ask. Um, so I thought, why not go through and just reference a couple of points, uh, what I found important, you know, traits of a woman. I'm going to say women a lot. Um, so I just wanted to start out. Um, this main, first main point is she is a helper. And when we hear helper, a lot of the time we think that it's, you know, uh, it's underneath a man, right? You know, when, when we're referencing this back in Genesis 2.18, uh, they, when God was making women, he, you know, it was as a way, like it was a, what is the word I'm with? Correspondent with a man, right? So she's different, but she, she helps men. So, you know, when we're thinking about women, it's not a subpar, it's not a, it's not a lower than. Um, and even through the Old Testament, when they, when helper is used or help, um, a lot of the times it's in a military standpoint. So um, you can almost say, you know, when God comes along with the Jewish people, he's helping them. It's almost like an ally. So I really love that point, that women are allies. They are a force to be reckoned with. Um, and that's why I made that first point is she is a helper. Um, she also, uh, helps and guides others to become an effective witness for Christ. And that's in Acts 18.24. And let me just turn to that. This is also not my Bible. It's my mom's. So bear with me. (laughs) There we go. So it says... Um, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandra, an elopement man and a mighty, mighty in the scripture came to Ephesus. And this man was instructed the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. He sack and taught delinquently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Eloquia and Persula had heard they took him unto him and expounded unto him the ways of the Lord more perfectly. So these are two women that are teaching, um, you know, the, this, he didn't really understand, um, what was, you know, the, the things that have taken place. Um, so they kind of explained to him, um, the teachings that they had been hearing so he could go out and more, um, fervently witness the, the acts of Christ and, you know, and, and save more people. So I thought that was pretty cool that they, you know, they are effective witnesses for Christ, right? You are explaining the story and you are um, making sure that even, you know, the people who are new in your life are understanding the ways. Um, then we go on to, she helps to care for those who spread the gospel. And that's in Luke 8, 1 through 3. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of the times we think we have to be those people that go out and, and be the missionaries. But in reality, some way you can serve God is, is to help those who do missionaries, missionary work. It's, it's 
how you help people who are witnessing. So you're coming alongside, you're supporting them, whether that be a meal, whether that be a place to stay. Women are, you know, we're such good at nurturing. So we can really, we don't have to be doing the the bold things of God. The little things matter. Um, and I, I find that, you know, very encouraging that I don't have to be this grand preacher. And I'm not a preacher. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever done a service, a sermon. Can you tell? Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, you know, when we're thinking about these, the little things do matter, um, and they're honoring to God, and, and God sees that. So I encourage you, keep doing that, keep honoring. Um, she is faithful to support other believers, and that's in Ruth, and I think Ruth is such a great example of a woman, um, you know, just, again, being supportful, it goes back to that helping, it goes back to that, you know, it's the little things that matter, whether, you know, it's just bringing someone into your life and helping them with the little things so that they can go out and do the big things. She works hard and takes care of her home and family. Um, and that's Proverbs 31. Obviously, we read that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking care of the home is something that is a true honor um, Mother's Day, taking care of the home. Children, please thank your mothers. <laughs> um, everyone should be thanking their mother today uh, because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but my home would not function without my mom. <laughs> um, we even left my dad today, and he, yeah, it's going to be a struggle for him today. <laughs> so, yeah, just I, I just think that mothers do it all um, and, and do it all in a in a humbling way, and it, it's just... It's, it's touching, and I hope one day I can be a good as mother as my mom. And then we can go. And then she worked. Oh, yeah. So then my next point, um, kind of going along with the helper, she's a giver, right? So what does it mean that when we're helping, I mean, we're giving our time. Um, so she gives generous. This is going back to Proverbs. I think this is such a, that's why I suggested to read it. I think it really captivates everything that we're talking about today. Um, she gives generously to those in need. Um, that's Proverbs 31.20. Uh, we read that, so I'll keep going. She is open to God's plans. Um, and, you know, when we're thinking about that, we we often think that we have to be making our own plans and, and you know, we don't need to be listening to what God's saying. And it's, you know, we're making those own decisions, but really just be opening open to what he's saying and the words and, you know, making sure that when he opens a door that we're listening to that. Um, truly important because you are not going to make the best decisions for yourself. I promise you. Um, so be taking that time in prayer and, and taking that time in your study to just listen to what God's saying in your life. It might not be the easiest route, but I promise you in the end, it will turn out for good. Um, and then she is available and willing to be used by God. Again, it's not always going to be the safest choice. It's not always going to be the the choice you want um it might be turning down a really good opportunity for money fame fortune but you know when god calls you to that it, it he's he's got the plan he sees ahead um and you know as women we we really should be listening in because today the world will lead you on many different routes and telling you that you're not important and that you know you're just one number in the world but god sees you as an individual uh, and if anything, you should take away that, you know, as an individual, you should, you know, he's, he's the one and true God. And even me, I, I find myself, you know, scattered in all these things that I should be doing. But, you know, when you really sit down, it's very simple. Um, and I encourage you to, you know, really rely on that. And 
Okay. This is my next one. She is a witness. So going back to uh, an effective witness for Christ, um, she tells others about what Jesus has done for her, um, and that's in John 4.39, which I think I'm going to read. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. For saying of the women which testified, he told me all that I ever did. Uh, so your your own personal story in Christ is super important. Um, and I think, you know, again, going back to this day and age where we can't even answer the question of what is a woman, effectively telling your story um, of what Jesus has done for you and, you know, making those examples that I am different and, you know, from a man, and though culture will tell you this, you know, I have traits that are significantly important just as much as anybody else. Um, and this is what, you know, through Jesus, this is what my traits have done. And, and you know, it's not even about what you have done in, this, in that necessary, but it's the importance of making examples of how Jesus has led your life um, and the true importance of that. And then uh, she passes along her faith throughout her family. Again, going back to the home, you don't have to be doing big things to be doing the work of God. Um, that's in Second Timothy 1, 4 through 5. Um, you know, a strong woman leads her home. And <clears throat> through that, you know, she's, uh, you know, behind every strong man there is a woman. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, even though she can be quiet and you don't really hear much from her, the importance that she is leading that home through righteousness and, and really pointing everything back to God. Um, I think that's, you know, a great example and one I hope to strive for. Um, she maintains a witness of God in her marriage. How important, I mean, how just extraordinary is that, that, you know, a woman is placed there to, to keep her, the husband or anything on track with God, right? She is supposed to witness to her husband, uh, and make sure that he is on the right road. Um, and I just think that, you know, it's so little and so minuscule, but it's so important um, to keep him on track and to make sure that, you know, whether he's witnessing or anything, that she, you know, is holding him accountable. <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, through God and, and her testimony, it's 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 so fascinating to just see that dynamic through couples and um and that role that a woman should play as a wife and as a mother. Um, and then she, she maintained, oh yeah, so now next she is wise. Um, I think wisdom can be extruded a little bit. Um, you know, when we're talking about wisdom, it doesn't always mean that you're the smartest person in the room. Sometimes like being wise is being the silent person in the room and thinking before you speak. Um, and I think that throughout the Bible that talks a lot about it as Christians, you know, biting your tongue for a second, formulating your thoughts a little bit, trusting God, giving a prayer, and then speaking. And sometimes, you know, even speaking is not necessary. You stay silent and because they're going to be fighting and throwing everything at you. So um, true guidance is just to take it in. And, you know, the loudest person is in the room is not the smartest or the wisest. Um, I need to learn that sometimes. <laughs> uh she walks in love and obedience to God. That's Second John 5 and 6. Um, 
obedience, again, is sometimes not being the loudest person. It's, you know, keeping, um, you know, making that right decision and, and, and really trying to process what's going on. Um, and, you know, in obedience to God, it's not always, the, again, not always the easiest thing to do, but through the wisdom of Christ and prayer and, and, and true acceptance of that, it, it becomes easier. You actually find yourself, you know, wow, I've changed a lot in a couple of years. And why is that? Well, it's God and it's the work that he's doing because you're relying on him um, and putting all your faith in him. So, you know, even my bad characteristics, I've seen them change over the years and I wonder why. Um, but it's only because my faith in Christ has grown, grown stronger. Um, she remains dedicated to the things of God. That's Luke, uh, Luke 2, 36 through 37. Um, she remains dedicated, right? Again, it's not always the easy thing. And, you know, even though I, I, going back, I did say that this is about biblical women. Men, you can take note from this too. Um, and the examples of women in your life. Um, but you know, these are direct references back to women. So that was the whole point of that. But please take note. <laughs> um, she keeps from gossiping or speaking ill of others. Uh, I often think that this is a reference to what women should and shouldn't do. You hear it a lot. Um, Even my own self, gossiping and speaking of others is something I do often, and I I know I shouldn't, and, you know, I I need to ask God for forgiveness on that. But um, as a woman, you know, again, making sure that, you know, when you speak, you're not speaking harshly of others, um, you're coming with that humble nature because everyone's a sinner, even you. So, um, you know, everyone deserves forgiveness and, uh, that's only through, through, through repentance to God. And then she does not behave foolishly and protects her household. Again, that's going back to Proverbs, um, making sure that again, you're making that household. It's important. It's not just a, a, a role that, you know, should be surpassed. Um, being a stay-at-home mom is just as, you know, good as being a career woman. And I think that we should appreciate that. And even on Mother's Day, we always want to appreciate it more. But every single day, every single thing that your mother does for you um, while she's walking through Christ, those little things, they should be thanked every single day, uh, not just on Mother's Day. So really appreciate the godly women in your life um, and, you know, the true sacrifices that they're making, Um and, you know, through that we can honor God, right? Honoring our, our mother and our father is super important. Please do that as kids. I get, I'm directing them to kids. <laughs> um, and make sure that, you know, you're doing that humbly and, and, and through Christ. And then she helps to guide younger women into godliness themselves. I would say the best godly reference I have is my mother. Um, you know, the teachings of my parents and, and making sure that we had a firm household and that she was walking in Christ before I was walking in Christ. And you can see that true example. And, and she lives it out every day. Um, and, you know, her story is uh, being raised Catholic and but not really understanding, um, you know, her personal story with God. And then being saved right before, well, not before I was born, but right before my parents got married. And then from there, I've, I've never grown up without God as a uh, firm and foremost thing in our lives. Um, and that stability is something that women pass along um, 
even as men leading the household, it's that strong base of a woman who's making sure every little thing is running uh, perfectly and timely uh, every day of your life. So I think that, you know, that that combination is something that we should strive for in our lives. And, and people are going to tell us that it's not what we need. You can do whatever you want. You can be independent. Uh, I promise you God set these things up for a reason. Um, and when you're following them, you'll find that it works out a little easier than you thought it would, uh, even as culture is telling you that it's it's wrong. So I'm saying this. I've taught you biblical women, God's references. What does that all mean? Um, and again, you know, when I was talking about this and when I was praying about this, it really came to me that nothing, none of this that I've just explained to you matters without Christ, right? If he didn't die on the cross, if he didn't rise again and die for our sins, who cares what a biblical woman is? Who cares what a woman is? Um, so if you are here today and, and Christ is not the center of your life and, and Christ isn't your Lord and Savior, none of that matters. None of these teachings that I'm telling you. In the end, what is Mother's Day, right? A mother was created by God. Um, and God came back as a man and died on the cross and rose again for our sins. Our sins. A mother's sin. Um, and truly, you know, without that message, uh, this world means nothing. You know, we're, we're watching our world fall apart and we're wondering why, but it's all in God's plan. And if we trust on that, you know, I don't worry about the future. Because God is the center of my heart. Jesus is my savior. I don't look to politicians as my savior. I don't look to current events. I don't look to the next idol. Um, and, you know, as women, we, we really need to be focusing back on that. And, and truly appreciating God's creation. Truly appreciating that God created women in that, in the perfect image and the counter to, you know, to a man and put us on this earth to be raising our children. To be collectively, you know, uh, guarding the household, um, and, and nurturing in those nature that men can't do. Um, and they love to tell you that, you know, a woman should be independent and, and go forth and do whatever she wants because feminism, but truly under God and, and under that reverence of Him and that humility, it is, uh, it is so freeing, so much more freeing. Um, so I just wanted to read with you. Um, uh, let's see what. First Corinthians, because again, I'm referencing back again biblical women. But what does that all mean in the end? Um, and it's First Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached under you, which also ye have received. And wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory that I preacheth to you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I have delivered you unto first of all that, which I also received, how the Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cyprus, then of the twelve, after that he was seen about five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto the present, but all some fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, and then of all the apostles, and last he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. And I am the very least apostle that am not meet in 
not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. And then they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was within me. Therefore, whether it were or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. So, ending today, if God is not in your heart, and he is not your savior, no matter if you're a woman or a man, um, please, you know, go forth and, and accept Jesus as your savior. I promise you, it's not going to be this abundant, crazy change, but you'll see it slowly working in you. Um, and open up your Bible and read um, the true story and, and ask yourself, you know, what is a biblical woman or what is a biblical man? And am I leading that kind of life? Um, it's not going to be easy and you're going to fall short because we're all sinners. But the most important thing is through grace alone that we can, you know, be saved and, and, you know, live forever and eternity. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you, Donna. That was wonderful. <clears throat> A very good message for all of us. <clears throat> 